Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. Are you guys ready to go? Here we go. Ryan, are you ready to go? I'm in. Let's do this. Ryan was literally like on his calculator. He was like catching up. He was like playing Angry Birds. He wasn't exactly at that moment ready to go. That's not true at all. I was doing research. Oh, that's acceptable. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is, in fact, the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. So if you were looking for that other one, this ain't it, kid. Nope. Uh, this is the one with Jeremy Webb, Joss McGinney, and Ryan Hatch, and we're here every week doing the damn thing for you, the listener, because that's the kind of love we have for you. And never fear, the lava lamp is in fact burning brightly in the studio as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. And we, ladies and gentlemen, have found our way into a pretty interesting evening. Um, I think we've had some good guests on lately. We've had some music and some comedy. Last week we had an amazing guest on, Bonner Paddock Wren. Um, but this week we found ourselves alone, once again here in the studio. And uh, It's like my, what my grandpa used to say, when I'm with you, I'm all alone. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> who do you say that to? <laughs> Me, his grandson. <laughs> That's not very nice. <laughs> As long as you didn't say it to your grandma, because <laughs> not the recipe for a healthy marriage. So I figured since we were we were alone again tonight, gents, I didn't have to uh, pony up for you know too nice of a bottle for anyone. You know, yeah. I didn't ha- no one was expecting anything very expensive, and so I thought I would. So take- we didn't get it. So I got nothing tonight. Right. No. No. So I thought I'd get something um, a little different that would bring give us another opportunity for a teaching moment, Joss. Well. Uh, I don't know. So tonight, what we're drinking is, I'm very excited at. This is something that's been on my radar for a long time that I've never tried. Um, so what we're drinking tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is Mellow Corn. And uh, like like always, I will post a picture of it on the Instagram page, uh, Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. And uh, it's the one with the bright yellow label. Mellow Corn from... Heaven Hill Distilleries, and I will tell you, this is like classic Kentucky uh, product. Heaven Hills Distillery is in uh, Bardstown, Kentucky, which is right outside Louisville, and it's where uh, there's a lot of very classic distilleries there doing some pretty cool old school stuff. So why'd this you get this one? one? What? Why'd you get this one? Well, firstly, um, it's 100 proof, which okay. is nice. So we've gone over the proofs before. The one that uh, was 95% right? proof? We've dabbled through the proof yeah, so, realm. So we can get a drunk or just like 10 minutes faster. This will, this this gets you there quicker. Right. You know? Okay. What is... Uh, Five for you, Joss. What Five is, percent quicker. Charlie, yeah. uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, candy's nice, but liquor's quicker. <laughs> um, so this is Mellow Corn... Straight corn whiskey, uh, Heaven Hill Distilleries, Bardstown, it hundred proof, like eighteen dollar bottle, um, and uh, not even a cork. So we don't even get a cork pool tonight. This is a, a plastic top crack. <laughs> wow! So we, it sounded Dramatic. like it sounded like you opened olive oil. Right. I mean, <laughs> so what's cool about this? Well. As we know, bourbon has to be 51% corn to be called bourbon. This product is 80% corn. So uh, so it could be called a bourbon because it's at least 51%. Uh, this is 80% corn and aged in used bourbon barrels like tequila and so much of the other things that we use this is aged in used bourbon barrels so that's why they can't call it bourbon if this exact mash bill the 80 percent corn mash bill went into brand new charred american oak barrels it would be bourbon but because it's used oak it doesn't have uh the bourbon uh name on it 
and it's an, it's why it's it's pale the way that it is because this is a four year old product. This was in the barrel for four years, but it doesn't have that dark amber because it's in a used barrel. Okay. Well, it looks it has the look of pine saw, right? It looks it's it's a mm -hmm. what what color is that? Carom like caramel amber banana. Hay. It's a hay color. It's a hay color. Yeah. I just I feel okay, like so we would get it. I, think, I feel like we would get pick this bottle up at a Woolworths in 1950. Right, it's got a cool label, kind of kitschy label. It looks like C. Jane drink corn liquor. Um, so nose, I'm definitely getting corn. I mean, it comes across as like vanilla. Definitely vanilla. Okay, so I don't know. Here we go. I'm, I, this one stumps me a little bit. Cinnamon? An uncomplicated. You can't say cinnamon every week because it comes out the oak smelling a little bit cinnamony every well, time. I'll... An uncomplicated and light aroma, right? Because it's a used oak barrel, so it's not going to pick up all that super complexity from from the oak because it's it's been sucked out the first time around. Um, dominated by notes of vanilla and corn. Uh, and the lighter ethereal notes of spice, citrus, honey, and a fruitiness that's a, that reminds one of juicy fruit gum. Wow. So uh, I didn't really get the juicy fruit gum, but I definitely got the vanil. You know, the vanilla. I, the once vanil. you once you said it, I, I vanillin is the is the yeah. what it pulls out of the oak that makes it smell like that. Right when you said juicy fruit, I was it, that really I was like, wow, yeah, that is what it is because I was looking for something. When you take the fourth. <laughs> Uh -huh. I'm already on the fourth sip. You do taste a little juicy fruit. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you the other part of this. You can't that's chew it. Though. Really exciting to me about it is that um, back in the old days, uh, moonshine, right? The stuff that they were making in Kentucky and West Virginia uh, was 100% corn, right? Generally, it, it was a 100% corn mash bill. And, and still today, friends of mine that are allegedly practicing uh, moonshining in the hills of West Virginia are still using corn in their mash bill. So, because uh, it's cheap mm -hmm. and uh, it was, it's prevalent in those, in that part of the country. And so, um, you know, it was, it's quite common to have a, uh, a large percentage of corn in a bourbon. It just has to be as low. It can, basically, it's not that it has to be as high as, it's the, the other way to think of it is it, it can only be as low as 51%. Um, so this is really cool because it's a lot like uh, a moonshine. It's very reminiscent yeah. of moonshine without all the complexity from a brand new oak barrel too. So it leaves a lot of that real shininess with just a couple cool like kind of you know hints of that the oak gave it uh, without it being overwhelming. I think it drinks really nice as as a, as kind of like a shine. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> for me. I think it's um, – I would need to put it in the glass, swirl it around a little bit. I need it to breathe just a little bit. I think it's going to calm down a little bit. But it's like – I mean, I know exactly where my esophagus is right now. It has a little too much action right yeah, out of the it's, bottle. It's, it needs to calm down a yeah. little bit. And again – I just, I, for whatever reason, I, I got to think that there, that, and, I, and I've been talking to you both before I even cracked the bottle. And for whatever reason, I'm, I'm going to say that I think you have like some sort of preconceived notion of how it was going to taste. Um, and I, I, I'll just tell you, it's for a bot, for a, for something that's under $20, uh, I mean, it's coming, yeah. that's coming out of the same distillery as Evan Williams, Elijah Craig, Larceny. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think it's horrible. Like I don't even think it's bad. No, it's, it's good. just it's just uh, it's just spicy. It's it's a little hot. Yeah, it's definitely it's got hot. some spicy notes. Oh, it's a hundred proof. Yeah, it's well, the hundred proof that's getting me. Well, a little bit of that. Yeah. So it's that's definitely just, gonna be hot. I'm gonna leave it a little. That's why I, I'm gonna swirl it a little bit. And it will. That it, that the the heat will breathe off a little bit yeah. as the alcohol evaporates. And I would uh, this one. I'd probably throw over a little ice. Cool. You definitely could drink it over ice. Could you could you warm that up on a stove and put that into a like a hot toddy? This is I think we brought that up one other time. I think that would could go good in a winter drink. Yeah. You've kind of started I feel like you got on that one like three weeks ago and now like everything since you'd be like, I could get No, put this I in did a hot not. Toddy. I did it one time. I, I feel like it it's it, it's a definitely a winter drink. I think it I think that this is a great kind of a surprising uh little whiskey. You're not bringing yeah. this bottle down to Salt Creek. I absolutely would. 
I'd put this in a flask. I mean, I absolutely would drink this like I would drink Jack Daniels. I would drink it like a whiskey. It's a mellow, cheap. Which he definitely brings down to Salt Creek. Yeah. <laughs> the palate notes, uh, since we didn't cover it, you guys want to just kind of blow by it and put jet fuel on it as the note. Uh, the notes. That was the smell. That was the. Yeah, know, we haven't the done the flow. What do you got for palate? Actually, it tastes a little like apple. Yeah, I have. I, I was thinking banana. Okay. Like light banana, orange, apple. It, it to me, it's, cinnamon. <laughs> They've got vanilla, vanilla taffy, mm-hmm. juicy fruit gum again. Yeah. Uh, and corn and airier notes of toffee, spice, and citrus come at the end. So and then finish is vanilla, juicy fruit gum again, marshmallows, and. Uh, and that's all she wrote. Why so are I we, like it. Why are we getting worse at that? I feel well, like the first two weeks we were so good at it, and we're we're off the mark. But you know, this one is it's it's uh this is a trickier one. It's that I'll tell you what it is. This one isn't super complex. It's it's really kind of just very yeah. new and alcoholy. Yeah. Right. Like it would be that's if it was just a white it. dog right out of the still yeah. with a little bit of oak. It's kind of like rested on oak as opposed to aged in. Even though it was four years, um, the oak had done a lot of work already. So it's, it, it's sort of like Ryan on air, aged in tired oak. Ryan and, is tired on air and rested. Yeah, rested. well rested. Ryan. So do you know what the flavor? Not complex. Not complex. Wow. wow. Ryan's pretty complex. Jeez. Room. Um, do you know what flavor juicy fruit is? What? No, that's a great question. What? What? What is it? No, no. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a go. Okay. Because juicy fruit was a huge gum as a child. Oh right? yeah. There was definitely orange in it, grape in it, watermelon in it. Yeah. Is it a combination of flavors? Lemon. It in is, it? but not that many. None of those. Okay. I'm no, gonna, no, no. Some of those. Oh, no, no, no. I'm gonna say it's, I got none. None. Melon and banana. Oh, um, I gotta take another shot at it. Okay. I gotta go lemon lime and no. like pineapple. Yes. Okay. So banana and pineapple. Okay. Are in I knew banana was in there. It's the first tasty taste. For banana you. and pineapple is nice. the is the juicy fruit. However, some people... I was close. I said melon and and, and banana. Oh, stink. I was close. Um, some, no grape? Some people say it resembles jackfruit. Okay. Which I don't see, but... Um, How many people in this country could close their eyes and someone put a piece of jackfruit in front of them and they'd eat it and they'd catch that? Oh, nice. Jackfruit. I got to be honest. I'm is not that sure that I would recognize jackfruit no. if I... Jackfruit is not no. one for the blindfold test. It's kind of like <laughs> jackfruit. Who in the world has ever had a jackfruit? And I'm a guy that's eaten a lot of fruit. Well, it has been known to be quite fruity. What, jackfruit? <laughs> no. You. Uh, <laughs> have you ever had jackfruit? No. No, I don't think so. The, the only possibility would maybe be in, like, Hawaii, Japan, or China. I think it was the only places I would have had, had or Hong Kong. So you guys don't love it? I don't, like it. I think it's fine. I don't, I don't dislike it, it at all. It exceeded my expectations. Yeah. It looks very it, – it, the color is not attractive. I personally don't like the bottle. There's a. I like the bottle. There's a cask uh, pinning two stalks of corn, which to me is a little. They're trying too hard. The whole bottle's yellow, and I was a negative Nelly, but you know what? It actually is good, and I bet in a taste test, if you do do a blindfold, people are gonna like that. Well, I will tell you, Whiskey Advocate scored it an eighty out of a hundred. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy to drink, especially for for a bottle that again is under twenty dollars. Right. A pop. So. So I got to ask, you know, at that price point, do you mix with it? Well, yeah, I think you can. Yeah. Well, you want you got a Coke on you you want to no, throw in no, it? No, I just was wondering, that you, you float that on a on a, a pina colada or, a, you know, a daiquiri or something? I don't know. I don't know what's in those, but. <clears throat> a colada. It seems like <laughs> a pina colada. You yeah. like them penis. <laughs> <laughs> Colitis. Pinus colitis is something I had in college, and I will tell you, it is. You don't want that. No, it's an yeah. awkward conversation with your doctor, <laughs> physician. How Especially do you get... when you tell your dermatologist. Yeah, yeah. All right. Jared, let's go from booze 
to news. All right. This is the news with Joss McGinty. Hard-hitting, global, and other stuff. It's election week in the United States of America. As we stand today, it is Wednesday. Polls closed yesterday, and the election has not yet been officially decided. Well, almost 24 hours over the last polls have closed. Millions, hundreds of millions of Americans are waiting in a nail-biting election. I mean, what say you? Are there any? It's what's the precedent for this? When's the last time we had to wait? Two thousand. There was that real close one with Bush and Gore. And Gore, where they yeah. remember they they called Florida, took it back. <laughs> that Florida took like a few days. The, the hanging chads. I think oh, was the that hanging one. chads. Dangling chad. Dangling. Dangling. No, maybe I think it was hanging chad actually. Loose hanging. I know a Chad, and he's a <laughs> fairly loose hanger. Pretty loose hanging. So, you know, we usually, Jeremy, throw these down. We usually get them out to you on Friday. So as we sit here tonight, Tonight being know, Wednesday, November 4th. We don't know who is the president of the United States. A uh, lot of people crying foul on the right. Um, a lot of people upset on the left that it's this close. Uh, basically, everyone's unhappy again. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, there's the, no one's happy ever. Ever. Right. The nation is is maybe never been uh, hasn't been this divided for a very very long time. Let's just put it that way. Um, it's it's very obvious that people have a whole lot of feelings yeah. uh, towards this election. And um, and that being said, um, we've had unprecedented amount of people turning out to vote, which I think is uh, is great. I think it's um, it's a testament to uh, people wanting to use the democratic process and actually, you know, let themselves be heard. And um, it's it's clear that people feel like they want to be heard this 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 time around on both sides. I agree. It seems like everybody's got their thing that they're flabbergasted by in the current, you know, thing. And it just seems like everybody's got their couple items, but it's we don't have choices of being able to pick and choose that. There's two choices, realistically, whether you want to fit into one of those molds or not. There's two. I mean, I think that's kind of a good point. I think that... Um, in this election, more more so than in really any election that I have ever voted for or voted in, um, like I just said, people are voting based on feeling um, in an unprecedented way where uh, there's a lot of votes, for instance, um, that aren't necessarily for Joe Biden, but they are against Donald Trump, which I would say there's a lot of people that came out in droves specifically not to vote because they were, you know, really diehard, you know, blue blooded Democrats. Yeah. But it's because they hate Donald Trump. Yeah. And and that's that's what I'm talking about in a, in a very interesting kind of like almost unprecedented way. People are enacting their their ability um, to uh, to create change in their government, you know, in a democratic way by voting, um, voting, and, and they're doing it you know, voting out of hatred to stop hatred. Well, yeah, that being the, the, the right. I, I'm not saying that our forefathers necessarily wanted that to be the thing that drove us to the polls. Um, no, but <laughs> but um, but you know, uh, I guess my point is that voting is a good thing, and doing it. Uh, regardless of uh, why you do it, yeah. you should do it yeah. because it's your right. And if you have a, an opinion so, and you want to change, civic duty, right? It it it, it in, in many ways is your duty uh, to do it as an American. If you know, there's people that fought and died for you to have the right to do that, and um, 
And so if you have if you have that ability, I feel like it's incumbent upon you to do it, regardless of what your motivation is, whether you're extremely impassioned by your party um, or you're extremely impassioned by the individual or their platform or if you absolutely just hate the other guy. But whatever gets you to the polls, um, I guess that's what I want to take out of this conversation. It's a good thing to vote and and to see Americans going out and doing it. Um, you know, it, it was it, it made me feel good because I don't really have any major love for either one of the guys. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, but to see Americans taking the time to go out and have an opinion and then not just talk about it, but to 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 enact their God-given right and civic duty to go, or maybe not God-given, but forefather-given right uh, and civic duty to, to, to vote. Yeah. Um, so... I think it's a good thing. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. In in uh, 92, Perot got the most third party. Ever. Uh, but not, it's, it hasn't even been at close at all. I think it had 18.5%. Yeah. And at one point, he was leading. And most people thought he won the first debate. This was our Jeremy Ryan and I's first election. Yeah. Since then, no one's- You mean that we voted in. They voted in. Mm-hmm. But, since then, no one has. Um, I don't believe anyone's gotten more than four percent. If I'm maybe Nader one year got five yeah. or six percent. Just as a complete, same as you, Jared. Not really a big fan of either guy. Why was? Do you think just off the cuff here, without giving a huge political answer, if people voted for Biden because they hated Trump and they didn't really love Biden, why do you think this wasn't a year that someone, some third party, jumped in? Is well. it gone forever? No, I mean, so there there were five parties that were um, that were on all fifty states ballots, Libertarian, Green Party, things like that. Um, but the reason they don't um, last election when you had like Libertarian you had Gary Johnson and um, another uh, senator that were a party, they did really good. And if they had been this year, I think they would have really made a dent in the the thing. Um, yeah, they th- got around three so, percent. Yeah, which um, isn't like that and bad. Well, well no, given well, that, I mean, it is that bad. Given that the um, the the debate commission for the overall election signed made the um, made all the networks uh, sign deals for, if they want to carry the debates that they can't show anybody but Republicans or Democrats unless the other two parties sign off on it. Do you think if there's a Ross Perot coming up that they're going to allow someone else to pitch their their mm-hmm. product that might take away from your product like there? So so they're, they don't they're not allowed to in the debates. They're not allowed to even talk like unless the, the, the one caveat is if you can garner 15 percent of the vote. We'll let you in the debate or we'll ask them that they sign off to letting you in the debate. So one of the other tricky things is that the voting rules vary by state. So some states, their electoral college, it's all or nothing. Some split them. So if you There's have- two that split them, yeah. Maine and Nebraska. Yeah, so they can go, you know, six to one, 12 to another if they want, you know. So they, can, they have more of that. Some states, it's all or nothing, which actually almost all of them is all or nothing. Um, the electoral college does not necessarily have to follow the public. The, no. the, the, the what's the word? Yeah, Trump won for? in sixteen and he lost the popular vote, but he won the electoral. Right, college. the popular yeah. vote informs the electoral college, but doesn't necessarily. But yeah, they don't have to vote that way, which is weird. Right, you'd think there would be some sort of audit on hey, all the votes came, all the votes in your precinct came into this, and so now this that means you're voting this way. No, they can go the exact opposite if they want to. Right, and we're we're engulfed in this controversy of this election. Many think is the biggest of our lifetime, which sort of comes up every election. Yeah, it's just like in um, the Bachelorette. Chris Harrison says in the most explosive Bachelorette season in the history of the show. I mean, that's they say the same thing about an election. Yeah, well, this one is. I I always love the every time you have government statistics, it's always this is the largest election ever. Well. Yeah, more people are being born than are dying. It turns out, gentlemen, mm. this is not necessarily the most important election in our country. Kentucky has just elected the new mayor 
of Kentucky Town. What's his name? A Kentucky town is celebrating the election of a mayor whose support transcends political divides. Isn't that refreshing? It is. In this whole, you know, bipartisan madness. I mean, it's time to vote for the best candidate. Someone everybody gets along with. Regardless of party. They decided on a French bulldog named Wilbur. They voted for a French bulldog to be their their what their the the, the mayor. Wait, now wait, they voted for a French bulldog to be their mayor. Yeah, it well, might be a woeful decision. But wow! <laughs> so I'm going to read this here from UPI, the Rabbit Hash Historical Society. They hold an election for a canine mayor every three years said French Bulldog Wilbur took the office with, get this, 13,143 votes. Whoa, swept it. Well, the highest total since 1998. Everyone knows that fact. In which case, the Siamese cat swept the... Now, I have so many questions. Wilbur unseated incumbent Hmm. Mayor Brianeth Paltrow, a rescued pit bull elected in 2017. We're coming right back to that. I want to get to this number. They said 22,985 votes were cast, the highest turnout in the history of the canine mayor office. See, people are coming out to vote in droves. I'm calling my lawyer. Rock the vote. So let me ask you this. It begs the question, how did former mayor Paltrow blow it so badly? Well, incumbent. Yeah. Incumbent. incumbent. I said incumbent. Incumbent. So what? He must have been a real a hole. Seen. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they have term limits. I mean, was he taking a dump on the lawn? Like, well, yeah. per- the mayor. You can't take dumps on the lawn. Yeah. Everyone Listen, knows I'm, this. I think this would. I'm just calling be a- my lawyer because I went to that town and their mayor put his nose in my crotch. Right in this like hotbed of political awareness, you yeah. know, you cannot catch the mayor humping your leg. Yeah. It's- like uh, me too, mayor. Yeah. Me too. I'm also seeing, they say a Kentucky town. The article doesn't list the town, per yeah. se. Oh, I maybe thought it was you Kentucky, Kentucky town, it, Kentucky. It, maybe it's called, no, it says a Kentucky town is celebrating the election of a mayor. I thought Kentucky town, Kentucky maybe sounded like a nice, quaint Kentucky little town. town. So here's the wild thing, Josh. Uh, okay, you go first. But, I mean, how, how, how do you get 23,000 people to vote on a dog election? So that wasn't the only big animal election going on in the country either. Stop it. No, I'm it telling can't you, get bigger than this. I'm telling you. This is this made the UPI wire. Yeah, this is Reuters or Reuters. How do you pronounce it, Ryan? I never got it right. Reuters, I think. So which is, you know, pretty well established news source. Change meow. I actually thought it said Chang Meow at first, and I thought it was going to be like a there was like a, a cat dictatorship that they had set up here. But Change Meow, the Calif- this is in California, California neighborhood where dogs and cats are vying for mayor. So this is a thing. People are voting for cats and dogs for mayor, which really has to make like people that are actually mayor not feel very good about their position. Right, if like a pit a rescued pit bull can do your job. How important is your job really there, Mayor Smith? Was there was there any, like, debates for this position? Right. Uh, how do you feel about raising taxes on the city? Rough. Woof. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> I'm telling you, as a guy that's, you know, dabbled with, with the idea of running for local political station, uh, the fact that animals can do it kind of is discouraging me from you know really endeavoring have, in have you ever gotten 13,000 votes in any town for right, anything and then how bad do you have to like did he run again was the dog only running against other animals or what if like you're a guy that wants like I actually want to be mayor and you throw in your hat and you lose to the rescued pit bull you got to feel like a real schlub I mean yeah. at I don't... least he can't he can't incriminate himself Here's a, I have a follow-up uh, question. Where have I been hiding? What rock have I been hiding under 
Well, I didn't know there's dog elections. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I, I, this is we're now talking two states that we know of. That well, that's because you live in like a real city. Well, Andy, <laughs> I mean, he he was spending his time on The Bachelor. I think he just yeah. mentioned that he's a big fan of The Bachelor a few minutes ago. Me? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I spend a lot of time watching television, but but you would think this would come up a little bit, and I, it wasn't on my ballot. In California, you said this one was in California. Yeah, Oakland, California. Well, I mean, I want to, I want to write. I have the right to vote in that. It's a state election, or is this a, just a town election? No, yeah, it's it's a town. It's it's for oh, mayor. You so know, it's, it's only mayor. Mayor is. In I a thought state. I thought we're talking like governor. No, you're. I, it was the. They were both mayoral. Mayoral. We decided our here, and this is the so. There's been an incumbent here. The incumbent in, in this town is a cat named Wally. And uh, he's been um, unopposed for the last several races. So, uh, you know, people, we decided our cat Betty seemed mayoral and that maybe we needed a change on 55th Street. And we thought we'd just jump right in, said Kirsten Russell, a 49-year-old photography teacher whose 10-year-old Tabby has a campaign sign in the yard with the slogan, Change Meow. So they've got all these, these animals have, have, have these slogans. Um, you know, what's the other one? Life is rough. Oh, keep Oakland rough. This is um, a six-year-old pit bull named yeah. Macy running for mayor. Um, and then there's a little eight-year-old girl who decided she's going to vote for her dog because she said she's a really good dog and she wants to crush the patriarchy. And so that's <laughs> why I'm voting for her. She's awesome, says eight-year-old Maeve. So at first I'm like, this is all bullshit. I call BS on Reuters because there ain't no eight year old that said this dog is crushing the patriarchy. That's why I'm voting for it. Right. And then Ryan and I saw the video and she absolutely quote, oh yeah, she's crushing the patriarchy. That's why I'm voting for her. And her dad sitting in the back looking like he carries his wife's purse around. Sorry, Bill or whatever Maeve's dad's name. Wow. But uh, your daughter's trying to crush the patriarchy. Well, so good luck with that. Well, I'm claiming foul. Why is an eight-year-old Well, voting? how come Kentucky doesn't allow cats to run? What? Racist. Wait, you... So <laughs> California, obviously, is very progressive. Well, we're very forward-thinking out here. Cats, dogs. I mean, cats and dogs living, living together. together. Harmoniously. Yeah. People skiing naked. It's time to come together as one mammal. Come together. You think that's what the Beatles were talking about? Uh, yeah, Cats I'm pretty and sure dogs it running for a mayoral yeah. election, humping dolphins. I think I'm actually pretty sure this is the worst iteration of politics possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Benjamin Franklin and they're rolling over in their graves. Washington is like, I crossed the Delaware for that shit for a pit bull. I'm gonna say this one more time. This isn't like at a country fair where it's like hilarious and tens of thousands of people are voting on this. 23,000 people is a decent sized town in yeah. middle America. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not like it's not like funny. Like a couple hundred people yeah, like yeah, jokingly right. voted. There's thousands <laughs> of people that came out to vote for a freaking pit bull. It really doesn't speak very well to the. I, I gotta be honest. I don't know what it says. Maybe I'm being an asshole about it. But you know, I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that cool, really. To be honest. With my story and as a buddy, you know, it's interesting. Our, we had a great guest on last week, Bonner Paddock Rins' brother. Happens to be a mayor not too awfully far from this little town that just voted for a pit bull. I'd sure like to get Cheeks. Well, I don't think that's his professional name. I don't think it's Mayor Cheeks, Rin. But uh, I'd like to get Matt's opinion on you know as a as a working mayor, how does he feel that his like his local town is being run by a freaking pit bull? I mean, well, Matt yeah. wakes up in the morning and thinks about civic things and, you know, what he has to do. They Like, the other mayor wakes up and you have to pick eye boogers out of his face. Right. Pick like, up his shit in the yard. Yeah. Right. I don't like, think Matt has to go in for worms. Yeah. Right. Like, you know? They I, go, uh, he, the, you know, they, the cities are close together. They want to work together on parks. So he takes the other mayor to the park and throws in the tennis ball for a little bit. <laughs> well, that's nice. 
I mean, that's working together. Mm-hmm. I guess he helps fertilize Bridging the, the gap. park. Mm-hmm. I mean, I call total dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, also close to this little town, uh, right outside of um, San Luis Obispo, California, something really interesting happened pretty recently. Uh, a humpback whale almost swallowed a couple kayakers. And uh, this is trending. This is I'm getting it from CNN, but I mean it's all over the it's internet all over right the now. World, right? Video caught on video, and there's these two ladies out in a kayak. And the greatest thing about the story is it's two like you know I'm not gonna say elderly because I'm old, but you know one of them's Older. got fairly gray gray hair. The you know they're like I'm gonna say fifties. Later 50s. Oh, God, they've got to be older than that. 60? It's hard yeah. for me to tell anymore because back in the day, 50 was old. How and old now do you I'm think 46, I am? So, I have gray yeah, hair. You, they're older than you. So, okay, let's say 60. It doesn't, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't say anywhere here in the news article their age. And I don't even need to give their names. But two older ladies decide to go for a kayak. And the one has to talk the other one into it because the one's petrified. Of, of going out. The whole idea, I mean, uh, San Luis Obispo, we just learned recently from from uh, from Simon that it's part of the, right outside, part of the Red Triangle, which is, you know, the breeding ground for great white sharks. And so this lady's like, I don't want to go kayaking. It's cold. There's sharks. And the other lady's like, no, it's fine. We're just going to go on a little kayak. And then out of the blue, literally, a giant humpback whale surfaces with his mouth wide open and swallows these two ladies, essentially. So it looks a lot like it just totally fully swallows them, like biblical, like straight-up Jonah and the whale. But when you hear them talk about it, it's much more like they just had a sense of the whale came up underneath them and they kind of just fell over. But, I mean, the video looks like they straight up are in the thing's mouth. Yeah, it's it's fairly dramatic. And then when they fully spill over, end up in the water, the person <laughs> filming the video is like, oh, shit. <laughs> She and says shit like 35 times. Yeah. Of course, she does nothing to help. Right. Well, I mean, what are you going to do to help? Well, and she's far enough away. And by God, do you want to go close to that scene? Maybe, right. I mean, you know, it it, it can't be wild. that mad at her. So, so here's a little, a little thing. You know how humpbacks eat? They, they find a, 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 a little Plankton. school of fish. No, school of fish. Small fish. Fry is what they're called. Or, or uh, generally, fish, they're called fry, fry, which is can be... Uh, any small fish, a school of any small fish can can qualify as fry. So, and then they they lay a little thing around them called a bubble net, and they'll slowly release a circle of bu- bubbles as they circle th- this school of fish, and it, it gathers the fish together. The bubbles that they're you know, and the, the whales beneath them let, letting out this bubble net that's rising and and gathering you know, intensifying the the. The density, density of, of the of the school of fish, and then they come straight up underneath this ball of fish that they've created, with their mouths gaping wide open to try to swallow the whole thing. And the fish are rushing towards the surface, and the idea is that the whales catch the school of fish between the surface and, the and nowhere to go, and they're in their in their stomach. So the the school of fish is rising up, the whales coming up underneath them, and then boom, it it, it breaches the surface, and these There's these Betty. ladies, yeah, Betty and Jan, or what's their name, Julie and Liz, oh, Grace and are sitting there in in their in their kayak, and the greatest part is, and I don't forget I don't forget which one it is, they get back to the car after the whole thing's over. And she's taking off her sweatshirt, and her hoodie's like full of little fish fry. Wow. <laughs> so they were in it, man. It's wild. So I, I definitely think you should check out the video if you haven't seen it. Well, Meanwhile, people are voting for dogs up the coast. Yeah. I mean, the whales eating people. It's getting crazy in Northern California. I, I wonder if they were on some kind of uh, uh, adventure. You know, they, yeah. they paid for this Did- time to go kayaking. Do you think that or, place... Uh, is going to be like, uh, you know, kayaks, you know, $400 an hour, uh, guaranteed. Whale know, watching. Whale ride. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> how close to the action do you want to be? Do you want to see a stomach? Yeah. Your which... friends have been whale watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you. You've been impaled by a, a whale. For only $200 more, we'll let you wear a wetsuit and get shat out by the thing. <laughs> Sign a couple waivers. We'll dress you up like a seal. 
and let you get chased by a killer whale. Let me tell you something. Uh, there's not many things I'd rather not do than be eaten by a whale. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've got a lot of, like, I mean, but if you, okay, here's, if you had to be eaten by something, mm -hmm. I don't think a whale's probably that bad of a way to go. No, but, you get swallowed whole. Well, and then hopefully you can. And then slowly digested by stomach. No, 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 no. It's getting no, worse and worse the more I, So it's like you'd be it. getting eaten by the charlap well, or whatever that have, thing is. You're going to have drowned before then. Oh, I, you you just hope. You just hope that he swallows you before you get to your stomach. He's like, holy shit, I can't eat that. Or Chokes holy you shit, I can't poop that. Yeah. And then it goes, all right, get it out. You know, like. Are you just... offended at all that you, you, you weren't a good meal? What am I, whale? unpalatable to you? Yeah. My, did I have dirty I mean, drawers on? You're happy that they spit you out, but you are a little sad that you weren't worth the Isn't there a saber. piece of you that thinks. I mean, am I not good enough yeah. for this whale? I think getting swallowed by a python would be absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a much tighter squeeze. <laughs> Especially. <Slow> process. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's like, really... It's Especially. coming right up over the face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel like if you get swallowed by a whale that big, you got like... I don't know if you do drown, man. I think you like got a Snickers bar in your pocket. I think you might last like five or six hours i don't know if you drown right away i mean if you get swallowed by a whale of that size i think you have like a final meal a prayer uh fully set up you, shop you like geppetto shop. and pinocchio and yeah. have a candle Jeez. going and like build a boat you know catch just, a wave just and get out hope that guy's going up for one more snack and you can now, get out of if there. I've learned anything from Disney movies, it's that you build a fire and you create a smoke signal till right. he coughs or sneezes you out right I mean, were they living a, a, a movie? It almost like actually happened. Well, all I know is that Julie and Liz went home that night. And are never and doing are never that again. And never going kayaking again. Especially the one that was petrified to begin Would with. Would you? Yeah. No! This is what it goes back to all of my fears of trying yeah. new things trying and going anything. on adventures. Look what happens when you do that. I should have never Look, ever said happens? this news story. Now we just we totally just quantified Joss's when entire you fear. Try new things. You get eaten by five hundred thousand pounds sea life. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. It literally happened. I know, it but you're not going to go skydiving and get eaten by a whale. You know, I mean, it's it's, 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 it's much more difficult. Yeah. If you do, then it's kind of like winning the lottery. But you're dead. And what a cool story. Like, how but did he what go if out? You're not. He was skydiving and he got eaten by a whale. I mean, geez, dude. What a great story for your parents and friends to tell yeah. while you're in a grave. In fact, can we do that for you? How do we make that happen to you? Uh, that's that's got to cost a lot of money because that's a very hard th combo to make happen. I'll write you a check, but I'm going to post date it. <laughs> okay? And then we're going to. Do the thing. You only need that check if you live anyway. Yeah, which you're not going to, because you're going to get eaten by a whale while you're skydiving. Did they smell fishy? Yeah, she was covered in... Uh, oh, plankton or whatever those... Yeah, and fry. Fry and, uh, and whale sneeze. Well, I'm putting on some kind of like 1970s cologne if I ever go kayaking in the ocean. I do not want to smell anything like a something a whale would eat. You go home smelling like ambergris. Yeah. I mean, you have to really prepare. And again, you guys know I'm, what ambergris is? No, what's ambergris? And is it grease or grease? Ambergris is formed from a secretion of the bile duct <laughs> in the intestines of the sperm whale. I mean... <laughs> it can be found floating on the sea and washed up on coastlines. It's sometimes found in abdomens of de dead sperm whales and sometimes used for the production of perfume ambergris by yeah. dior <laughs> exactly <laughs> it doesn't have that kind of ring to it no that you owed to sperm <laughs> ambergris i like to see the, the 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 black and white commercial of that with like charlie's theron ro rolling around <laughs> yeah. in the waves as a, like a, a whale beaches well, next to her and coughs up a big hunk of something she's got some, kind of fin. she's got some kind of fin attached to her back i mean that's kind of a mermaid Look. <laughs> Ambergris. Uh, Ambergris. Sometimes found floating in the ocean. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Would it be as- ambergris? From sperm whales. Now, would it be as funny Sometimes if a great white shark did dead. that? Here's to something uh, I don't you know might a- not know. Do you know why how sperm whales got their name? No. Cut. Let's cut right here. Sperm <laughs> whales got their name because in the f- in their forehead, you'll you'll see sperm whales. They have this huge forehead. Yeah. And it's full of this stuff that when you open it up, it looks like sperm. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, it, 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 it's, it's this like viscous white substance. Um, it's super, it's like, it's very fatty. They use it for, you know. I don't know. I, wa- I, I don't want to know what they use that for. <laughs> so yeah, the stuff in their, in, their, in their head is called spermaceti or sperm oil. Mm. And uh, it, it, which the animal derives its name, obviously was a prime target of the whaling industry and was sought after for use in oil lamps, lubricants, and candles. So not only are they ch- coughing up ambergris, ambergris is a solid waxy paste product sometimes present in the la 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 la. So you're saying... Uh, ma- so yeah, as we mentioned before, ambergris was used a lot in perfumes back in the day. It was yeah. like, like drove the perfume industry. And the stuff in their, in their head that looked like... What did we decide it looked like? Come. Crisco. <laughs> no, we decided we can't say that word. I know, but you asked. Semen. Semen. So it looks, that's kind of a weird no. word, too. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty weird. It's yeah. a white, viscous, creamy, viscous, viscous kind of substance, substance in their forehead. Well, and see, I think it, I it know. was highly sought after, and they're coughing up ambergris. So, like, sperm whales were like, yeah, they were after those motherfuckers. <laughs> slot machine. Yeah, they were paying after off. Those. Yeah, I mean, this is what right off of Wikipedia etymology where where the sperm whale got his name. So the name sperm whale is a truncation of spermaceti whale. Spermaceti, originally mistaken for the whale's semen, is the semi-liquid waxy substance found within the whale's head, and they use that stuff to make lubricants and and. You know, burn. They burned it in street light, street lamps. You know, back in the day, all these cities on the East Coast were they w- weren't running electricity in their street lamps. They were all oil burning street lamps, and the majority of it was was the spermaceti. So, well, I'd think, rather be a humpback whale then. Yeah. Once you get spat out mm-hmm. by the whale, yeah, I'd be so paralyzed by fear. And I wouldn't water. be able to swim or do any. I would literally just sink from fear. Could could you get ingested by an animal that size? Get out, and then pull it. And together. then just like get back just on the like, kayak and finish your well, tour. Well, I mean, well, you think he's gonna come back for a second? I day? think he would come back. for I a think second once one. he gets a taste of that, Joss, he ain't coming well, back. Well, he doesn't want a second. I'm, I'm not a guy that gets. That, yeah. Nobody wants Maybe seconds nobody to me. Nobody seconds. wants seconds to me. But I, I don't know how you can ever mentally recover from that incident. Well, I mean, in this case, like, they didn't really, they weren't inside the whale. They kind of just slid off the mouth of it a bit. Would you want any part of sliding off of a whale? I mean, I think I could handle it. You can handle it. <laughs> well, like, like the, the level that those ladies did, yeah, I could handle that. I would, would you be freaked you out like, 20 minutes after. Ryan but. can't handle Del Scorcho sauce. That's not true at all. I mean, I don't know how you can handle, like, a whale. No, I think that's a good point, Ryan. I think the fight or flight, I think the, the, you know, endorphins and... Yeah. What's the other good one? Adrenaline would kick in. Yeah. And uh, and you would not worry at all about your surroundings or whatever. Your mind would be like, get back in the boat, survive, make it to shore. And yeah. then you'd be like, oh, my God, we just got half eaten by a whale. Well, yeah. That's That's got to be my problem. I, I, I you have, don't have I that have fight or flight? I don't have any adrenaline. You have kind of the sink or sink. The, he has the flight or flight. Yeah, there's sink or swim. And Josh has like the sink. There's fight or flight and sink or swim. Yeah. John has. John. Uh, John. <laughs> John. I was, there was so much going on. Let me try again. So there's fight or flight and sink or swim. Joss has flight or sink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what he's got. He's no. got two settings, yeah. and they're both going to wind him up if in Joss, the belly of the whale. If Joss were an animal, he'd be one of those goats that you scare, and it falls over on its side. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say one of those goats that you, like, stake 
you know, to get the other animal to come out so you can shoot it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not the person that would survive that incident. It'd be what over. would you survive, Joss? Uh, you barely survived the podcast. I don't know. Let me tell you something. When a mash gets interrupted by the emergency broadcast system, that's a problem. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The Amber Alert alarm goes off. Joss. I run into the bathroom yeah. and lock it. Joss caves during flip cut. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's yeah. not in pressure situations. Yeah. No, I don't handle the big moment. And he's not extremely nautical. No. I mean, not- with that much body hair, I mean, it's try- It's like trying to swim wearing a shag carpet. <laughs> you can't. I mean, it weighs you down. Well, it, no one's called me buoyant. You know, I'm not like a floater. It's weird. I get called buoyant all the time. <laughs> when? You have a very buoyant personality, they say. Oh, you mean chubby? You mean, did you just call me fat? Yeah, that's not nice. I've never heard anyone call you fat. Well, to my face, I'm probably never going to die Ro- from drowning. Rotund. Yeah. That's different. Cherubic. <laughs> <laughs> Melanous. No, that's... <laughs> Melanous? Parish. Yeah. So we were all over the place tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we've covered corn liquor, <laughs> sperm whales, voting for dogs, and everything in between, really. Um, and the... The, the actual election. Oh, yeah, and that too. <laughs> it's like fifth place. Oh, yeah, and the real election for the president of the United States. Well, it has been decided anyway. So, so, yeah, it's not really that hot of a topic. All right. But thanks for being here. We've really enjoyed it. We, we enjoy being here every week. Um, if you have anything you'd like to add to the show or just want to let us know you're out there, please get in touch with us through the website at websworldwide.com. And you can find us on Facebook. As I mentioned earlier, on Instagram, the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. Check us out to see uh, a picture of the bottle that we drink from every week if you're interested in trying to identify it on the shelves at the store. And, uh, and other than that, we look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. <laughs> <laughs>